Welcome to the Thinking Church podcast with me, Chris Bright. Every week, I'll be speaking with a church leader about ministry strategy and getting to grips with not just what they do, but the thinking behind why they do it. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Well, my guest today is Amy Jordan. Amy is the executive lead pastor at One Church Gloucester, and she is also responsible for overseeing all of the Sunday services across the One Church network. Amy, it's so great to have you on my podcast. Hello, thank you so much for having me. It's a, it is a privilege to be here on your podcast. Well, it's, it's a privilege to have you and um, and also to talk to you in your in your office. I've noticed in the background you have a rugby ball um yes. is this is this uh, I didn't realize you were into rugby is this a, is this a thing or I just like to throw some spirals every now and then so um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's definitely not my rugby ball <laughs> <laughs> well it's great to have you uh on the show today and uh, I'm really excited to, to dive into this topic because I think um your role at one church I mean you've got a million roles at one church but one of them specifically is is as i said just now overseeing the uh all of the sunday services so we really want to kind of dive into some of that your experience with it how you found bringing things together planning it all i think there's loads to to dive into which i think will be really helpful so tell us a bit about that role um what's involved with uh overseeing all of the sunday services what what does that look like Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's um, like you said, it's a role that I think um, it does involve um, a lot. So our Sunday services, I think on the surface can look really simple, but there's a lot happening behind the scenes. So we've tried to break down our Sunday services into a few different areas. So we have um, program, creative and guest services as our main kind of areas for a Sunday service and so we they include things like program things like um the run sheets who's hosting the timings of the morning and the service what elements we're going to have involved creative are things like worship and production if we have any performance elements um and if we have things like stage design and things like that and then guest services are how we look after our guests so um, the hosting, um, hospitality, car park, all of those kind of elements, connecting new people in. Um, so it is, it's, um, there's a lot involved in it, but I think the aim is that nobody really knows that unless you go behind the scenes, a guest doesn't necessarily realise all of those elements happening behind the scenes. Um, yeah, so it's very varied, but I love it. No, that's really cool. And I think it, it's very true that I think most people go to a Sunday service and they just think it kind of just happens. And uh, and for many churches, it might just happen. And I think what's going to be interesting today is working out the amount of work that needs to go into a Sunday service, amount of planning, preparation, uh, because things don't just happen just uh, by chance. And uh, and I know that there'll be many people that may be more in the uh, Pentecostal uh, uh, line of things when we're, we're you know, I, I go to your church and uh, we're a Pentecostal <laughs> church. So we believe in, uh, you know, the, the Holy Spirit enabling us, but we're still planned. And, uh, and, and so planning is a really important thing. It's still a, mm-hmm. a Holy Spirit thing. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe that's a go- good question to ask is just um, maybe how, how do you balance that? With, you know, because you're looking at, you know, you've got a program that yeah. you're running to. You've got to balance that between that and spirit led. How does that work for you? 
That is a massive theological question right there. I've just gone for um, it. It's fine. And it wasn't even in the notes either. So there we go. I think what you're right about. So we are at one church. We are a Pentecostal church. And I think what defines us as a Pentecostal church is I've heard somebody say before, it's like face on tiptoes. It's like this expectation, this anticipation to encounter God. So as a Pentecostal church, we believe that we can personally, as individuals, encounter the person of God and the person of the Holy Spirit. Um, and so what we do in terms of our Sunday services is we we call them encounter services at one church. So our Sundays are designed to help facilitate encounter with God. So it isn't just a, a program for a program's sake. It's not just tradition or um, routine, but it's how can we facilitate encounter um, with the presence of God? And so that runs through that runs through everything that we do. So our time of worship and the word and how we um, try and create atmosphere and re- remove distractions. And um, it feeds into every element, even things like um, from the time people enter the car park, if there have been things that have not gone well for them in their journey, if they didn't find a space or if somebody didn't greet them, I think all of those little things can um, become a distraction or like undermine their opportunity to encounter God. So we see, I think we see everything as um, working together to help facilitate that encounter. So it's not just the worship team's job to do that, or it's not just the preacher's job to do that, um, but all of us together um, are working to help create this atmosphere and this environment where people can encounter. And I think um, the challenge is how yeah how do we um how do we facilitate spontaneity or how do we respond to what god's doing whilst having so at the moment our services are an hour so it's it's tight and um we want to honor people's time like we want to respect people that have come out and given us their time so we don't want to um just go over by an extra 45 minutes every sunday um and so what we're learning is how we create margin in our services. So at the moment for us, really practically, that looks like we'll have like buffer time or response time or ministry time within our programs so that we've got the things set in, um, whether it's preach, worship, if we've got church news or things that we need to communicate. But within that time, we have this buffer of ministry time where we can just um, respond to what God's doing and linger somewhere or move into something different. Um, so that's how we're trying to navigate that at the moment. Yeah, and you, and you talked about it being called an encounter service. And, and I guess that fits with, the, you know, it gives you a, a, a clear goal that you're working mm-hmm. towards an encounter. Is that is that right? Yeah, that's it. So I think um, whether our goal is whether you are in church for the very first time or if you've been um, in church forever that you would encounter the presence of God and so for me I'm really passionate about this because I've been brought up in church so I've been in church for 32 years um, but still believe that um, I can encounter God and there's because his mercies are new every morning he's always doing something new and there's new things that we can learn about his character we only ever scratch the surface of who he is so um, all of us whether you are there for the first time or not um, we can encounter God, God and that's our aims. I think, again, the way that we design our services is, is to try and capture um, both or facilitate 
both. So if you are new and you have no idea about faith, it will still be accessible. Yet for those that are have been in church forever, um, there is like a there is a depth to it and a um yeah, something new for them as well. So we're trying to that is our goal that every person can encounter. And God. I mean that's a tricky balance, isn't it? Because to, you know, how do you you know, how do you do something that's going to work for a new person and for mm-hmm. someone that's going to be, you know, that's maybe been a, a Christian for, you know, five decades or something? Or, you know, is that is that a tension you're having to manage or is that something that you find that that harmonizes well? How have you found that? Um, again, good question. Um, I think for us, so recognizing, I think we are recognizing that um, church is more than our Sunday service. So um, we have, um, so our um, discipleship pathway is encounter God, grow personally, and then go and make a difference. So um, we recognize that Sunday is about encounter. So it's about encountering the presence of God. But that won't necessarily be the place where you grow in terms of your theology and your knowledge and understanding of the Bible. Um, so we provide other ways and other opportunities for that to happen. So we're not trying to make a Sunday the be all and end all, but recognizing that actually growth and death happens in other, in probably smaller circles than it does rows. Um, so trying to facilitate growth in other areas. Um, yeah, so I think when I'm preaching on a Sunday, it's, um, I'm trying to, I guess what, what good teachers do and what I'm trying to aspire to be is that they can present um, complex concepts in a simple way so that the person who has an understanding of that is stretched but it is accessible for those that are new so really simply that will look like I think our worship leaders if there's a bit of theology in a song that is a bit complex or um, might not make sense on the surface they'll just bring a little bit of explanation to that so um, or if we if we mention about um, the Holy Spirit, we just give a little bit of extra explanation for somebody that's new. Um, and I think that's a way that we try and just make it inclusive for those that are new as well. So we don't shy away from a depth of theology, um, but we try and explain it. And we don't just assume that people know the theology or I don't know, yeah, whatever um, concepts that we're talking about. So we try and bring some kind of explanation to include others. And I think that's the. Um one of the issues with um i think people worry sometimes that that churches uh whenever you explain something uh or if you're trying to make something understandable then you're, you're kind of dumbing something down but it doesn't sound like that's what you're trying to do because i think there's a difference between dumbing something down and just making something that's complex understandable mm. and i think there's there's a big difference how, how do you avoid the kind of dumbing down of things how how does that work for you Um, I guess it's the way I see it is that you're um dumbing down would be to dilute and water down so that everybody can access it but in my mind what we're trying to achieve is we we set I say set the bar high but we have we communicate clearly whether it's theology or um our convictions and then by explanation we're bringing others up we're giving them some understanding so that they can access that. So we're not bringing, we're not dumbing it down or bringing it down to a basic level, but we're helping to bring others up. Um, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, well, let, let's let's change tack because um, you, you, you're you're planning services and one church is a multi-site church. So there's uh, we have four locations in in the UK. Uh, now, how that came about was that um, one of those locations joined was a was a separate church that joined that and um, and then that since planted a further location in uh, Gloucester, where where you're based, has planted a location uh, also in, in another area of Gloucester. So what challenges have you had bringing those Sunday services together? Because you've got an interesting situation here where it's not just uh, what uh, a church that's just planted from where it is. You've got a church that's joining in as well. Yeah, what, what are the challenges that you've have you had bringing that together and creating some kind of consistency? Um, so there have, been, there have been some elements which have been easily brought together um, and have a bit of continuity. So things like our preaching series have been something which have um, worked well together. So the way that we do our preaching series is that we get together monthly with a team of people and we have a representative from each location um, so that we're we're working on the series together. We're speaking into it. We're bringing perspectives from the different locations, which means that we have um, we have this collaborative approach to our preaching series. And that's worked really well. Um, there have been other areas which have been a little bit more challenging, I think, and especially when it's a location which maybe has a little bit of um, their own way of doing things already, um, and it's already established, um, and worship something that we're still working on um, and has brought more challenges because, um, because uh, like, the, a different location has been established and they have a team and they have certain songs. So our journey and the thing that we're navigating is how we can um, align together, work together so that we're not just being copycats of one another, but we are producing the same kind of sound and we're, we're singing the same kind of songs. And, um, and that's challenging, especially when we've got locations with maybe a few hundred people and then locations with 30 people, for example. So um, I think, yeah, different elements have been easier to bring together than others, preaching being easier for us and worship being something that we're still learning and growing in, I think. Yeah, and so I guess what makes me wonder is how important is it for different locations to be uh, alike or same? You know, is is sameness important or like, you know, how is it, how important is it that mm. each location looks the same and and if that's the case like why or maybe why it is or why it isn't you know is speak to that element of kind of sameness or a likeness what's what's your thoughts around that um well I think our the heart behind conversations like this are that um what we love is to when you walk into any location any one church location it has the same feel it has the same culture so even if it looks different we have different setups we have different buildings some of them we rent some of them we own um even though it might look different be different in size that there there are certain things which feel familiar and you recognize oh this is this is one church so whether it's like um the sound in worship or whether it's our the way that we um deliver and communicate the message and the word um so what we've tried to do is identify things that are centralized and things that then can be locally optimized. So um, things like our preaching series are more centralized, 
but the way that that then is communicated will be locally optimized. So a preacher will take that message and will translate it into their location. So they'll be able to speak into certain issues or um, navigate any um, challenges that they know that that location is facing. So they can speak into it um, a little bit more clearly. Things like um, our set lists are always different but what we'd like to work towards is having a united song list. So having a centralized song list where um, if you walk into any of the one church locations, you recognize some of the songs as a big part of it, feeling um, familiar or feeling like um, one church. So we're working towards having a bit more of a centralized song list, but the worship leaders can choose songs that the location need to sing that Sunday. And they might know of pastoral issues or they might know of um, what God is doing right in that moment that they can use songs then to um, speak into that. So I think we've tried to identify areas where we want to try and be a little bit more aligned and central to things that can just have flexibility and a bit more autonomy. Um, yeah, trying to navigate that. And I guess that'll be a constant That'll be a, a constant um, challenge. But what's great is that um, first and foremost, I think that we have this cult. We have a similar culture in all of our locations. And that from that point, that's where we can work out all of the different elements. How, how have you found it on the kind of the personal side? Um, how have people taken to maybe starting to bring things more together? And it, that's not just one location looking like the original location but everyone's starting to change. How have people adapted to that change? Have, have you noticed? Has it, has it been a difficult thing? Have you had difficult conversations? How's that worked? Um, yeah, I think there have been challenges with it. So um, I think it can be easy if you've got um, if you've got your own way of doing things. It can be it can be a challenge then to try and to change that. So if you've got a way that works for your location, and then you suddenly have to. Um, include different thoughts or opinions of course it makes it more challenging um just like any <laughs> working with people is always challenging so um but challenging doesn't mean that it's bad and I think what we've recognized is that even though what's been great is that everybody has been willing to engage with that tension and wrestle through it um recognizing that actually if we can work this out it's going to be a positive thing because we can support one another we can gain ideas we're, we're richer for it when we work with each other um so it hasn't always been easy and we've had to have some tough conversations and um we've had to have um we've had to negotiate or compromise in different areas um whether it's in terms of our style or our preference but knowing that we're we're better for it and we're we're better when we're working together so again it comes back to that culture being key in that i think because without that um culture that makes it it does make it really challenging yeah and you, you mentioned some of the, the the tensions that arise and i can imagine one of the tensions that you would have planning is that you know we, we have one location which is a lot larger than the three others and so we've got you know there's a tension now between large and small how do you manage that tension um how do you how can you create consistency when you've got one one area that's which is a larger congregation one area that's a smaller congregation so larger services smaller services how do you do that and still create 
consistency when it's but when they when they look very different in terms of their size and you walk into a you know you're walking into a small room or you're walking into a a large room you know a large hall they can be that's very different atmospheres how do you create consistency Mm -hmm. there um yeah again I think the key thing is identifying culture more than the practicality so the the practicalities um aren't the focus but the the culture is so we're not trying to copy um the way that we do things because like you said the way that it will work for one location won't necessarily be the same for another um but what we want is so for example if the way that we do guest services functions differently so in some of our smaller locations um they can have breakfast together and like um gather around that they've got a space where they can do that and create this amazing environment of community um and even though we can't do that in our bigger locations how do we capture what we want is that sense of genuine community so how do we create that with the limitations that we've got um and a big thing for us has been how we've defined excellence because I think everybody has different standards everybody has different limitations so when we all have different opinions of what is excellent (laughs) and we can't place that upon place the same expectation upon all of our locations so what we've done is as a church we have defined excellence as bringing your best possible to whatever it is so bringing your best possible to guest services team bringing your best possible to worship and so then we've got a great measurement of okay did you bring your best possible today yes then this was an excellent Sunday because of that it wasn't excellent because of the elements that were involved necessarily but um I think that's really helped us knowing that then it can look different but we're still pursuing the same like the same culture and the same feel and the same um environment even though those elements are different i think that's really helpful because excellence is a really arbitrary thing but there's been such a movement in the church in the last 20 years i think once since the rise of the mega churches in you know well i guess it would have been in the 80s where it started but you know prominence in the 90s and then into the early 2000s the excellence became a thing where people were continually striving for something and I think it's become a bit of a uh, a, a red herring is probably not the right term, but it's it's become something that we're so striving after that almost takes the place of what we're really trying to achieve sometimes. And so I think having an explanation of of, of excellence that we can all actually capture, because I think before I've been in church services where we talk, you know, we talk about we want it to be excellent, but no one can actually ever define what excellence yeah. is. Is it like? What standard does that have to be? You know, so is, and is that something that you still wrestle against where people are, you know, they've got their own definition of what excellence is? You know, are you still wrestling against, well, unless it looks like this church or that church or uh, or against this standard in industry standards or something like that? What, what, how do you how do you kind of turn that culture so that, you know, it is to the, you know, the bringing the best possible rather than going, OK, it's got to look like hillsong or something like that Mm, um yeah i think it is going to be a constant challenge because we're working with people and every individual will have a different perspective of when they've reached excellence and hopefully as soon as you reach that there'll be another level then so we've never really um we'll never settle and nothing will ever be like good enough that we can just quit um but what we've tried to do is i think something that helps 
is um, looking into what we measure our Sundays with. So with our encounter services, we have um, metrics that the location pastors will feed back on each Sunday and they're all the same. So across the locations, we're looking for key results, the same things from a Sunday. So things like um, how many new, did you have new people in your service? Um, did you have people respond to the gospel in your service? Was it technically excellent? Um, was it well produced? Was the sound quality um, good? Things like things like that, that we're aligning together on so that even though we all have different opinions on what constitutes excellence, together we're feeding back on the same things and, and that helps us then to look out for the same things. So if we're constantly um, answering how many people responded to the gospel, if it's regularly zero then actually what do we need to do to um to, to help change that and is it the way that we're communicating that is it that we're not getting new guests in and um I think that's been really helpful to clarify then to yeah like you said it can be something that excellence can be something that's so conceptual but for us having metrics that we're feeding back on each Sunday helps just to ground it a little bit more Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. This is only halfway through the podcast and you can listen to the full conversation by joining our members podcast. Just go to our website, www.thinking.church and you can sign up to our members podcast there. It only costs the, the price of one coffee per month. So it's well worth doing. So why not get a coffee, listen to the podcast and learn something new. We'll see you again for this podcast next week. So bye for now.